0: Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today for episode number 10. We're in a conversation series called Natural Instincts. This series is all about realigning what we naturally do in times of uncertainty, from flight to fight in Jesus. Today, I am joined by Alyssa Montgomery to help us understand how we can draw near to God when things are uncertain. Well, here we go this is the uncommon christian podcast with michael hinton all right everyone welcome to today's episode i am super excited for our guest today. She has become one of my best friends and huge encourager in my ministry and we got to work together at Trader's Point Christian Church. She is a former social worker. She leads small groups for students and young adults and she's in currently in Christian education. My friend Alyssa Montgomery. Let's say hi to everybody. Hello. Alyssa, we're so glad that you have joined the podcast today. Is this your very first podcast you've been on?
1: Yes. Can you tell?
0: <laughs> and how nervous are you right now?
1: Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 15.
0: Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that number. That's good. Well, Alyssa, how about this? Let's calm your nerves. Let's start out by telling those that are listening a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and why you do it.
1: So I am 29. I live in the Indianapolis area. Um, I'm actually in Brownsburg, or as Michael called it, the Dirty Bee. And (laughs) um, as Michael mentioned, I'm working in Christian education now as an administrative assistant. Um, And I have been working with students um, in student ministry for five years now um, and getting ready to transition um, with another ministry. So I'm excited about that. Um, I love people. Ironically, even though I'm nervous about doing a podcast, (laughs) I like talking with people. I like hearing their stories um, and just getting to spend time with people. So, yeah.
0: That's awesome. And don't let Alyssa fool you. She does more than just, you know, lead She's really such an advocate for you know God's clarity and God's trust, and uh, she's been a huge testament just her story. And someday we'll have you back on to kind of share the ups and downs of what God has has done in your life. Uh, but Alyssa, we're in a season and a series called Natural Instincts. Okay, we're talking about how Christians should respond during uncertainty. Now. We all hate uncertainty. Let's be honest, right? And I'll say this the whole time throughout this series. I hate ambiguity. I hate mm-hmm. ambiguity situations. I hate not knowing. I hate not having clarity, right? And I'm sure you do as well. And your part of your story is living in uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's so hard for us to live in uncertainty?
1: I think because... Honestly, we feel like we're missing out on something or that we um, are going to miss something. And it's that that lack of control that we (laughs) that we, for whatever reason, have always struggled with. I mean, I think when you go back to um, even the Garden of Eden, like the, the issue with Eve, you know, eating the forbidden fruit wasn't necessarily because she just was like curious. Like it was more out of the fact that she wanted what the serpent was offering, which was wisdom. It was to be more like God. And I think that's, we we just naturally, and that's an innate thing that we just, we don't like not knowing we want that control over the situation. It makes us feel better. It makes us feel confident.
0: Right. And then, so, I, oh, I, and I love what you said there, like, and I love that you went back to the garden because that's where it all starts, right? Mm-hmm. And so Eve and Adam, both, they had FOMO, right? Yep. Fear of missing out. Aaron Brockett talks, talked about that during a series uh, several uh, uh, months ago for traders, you know, the fear of missing out. They see the fruit The the serpent tricks them into thinking that they're missing out on something. And so what do they do? They go and eat so that they could have clarity. Right. Mm -hmm. But all it did was bring about more uncertainty. Right.
1: Exactly. Yes, exactly.
0: And that's good. I absolutely agree. We do struggle. FOMO is a big part of why it's hard to live in uncertainty. We don't want to miss out on things that we think are beneficial Mm -hmm. or the opposite is we would like to avoid things that we know will be painful. Right. Yep.
1: Yep. That's 100% true.
0: I, I once, okay, listen, I want to get your reaction to this. I once read read this question that was posed to Christians. It said, can you bear not knowing how God is going to provide or reveal his purpose for you and still trust that he will? Isn't that like the essence of uncertainty?
1: And then some, (laughs) (laughs) there's not a more accurate statement. Like even just like, even just having that question posed, it's, like I think, oh, that's that's really good. Like couldn't have said it my better myself. But at the same time, it's one of those like, oh, that hurt a little bit. Like that was hard to hear. That's a hard question to have posed. And um, but I think it brings about so clearly the issue of trusting just anyone, but also like specifically figuring out how to truly trust our savior, um and our creator. And it's just yeah, it sums up a lot of <laughs> a lot of a season I think I've been in um, and then hopefully am coming out of. But um, yeah, just that learning to trust it, it at a really deep level of not knowing and having to sometimes blindly follow and just trust God's heart and not what he's necessarily producing.
0: Right. Right. Well, one of our guests uh during this series, Amber Gray, she uses the example of, you know, and you know this well, is when the fog hits uh the day and it's super hard to to see where you're going. You know, the difference of clarity and trust is that clarity is a is a is a clear day driving. You can see mm-hmm. everything in front of you, right? But trust is is a foggy day. It's super like dense. You can't see a thing and you literally just can only go, you know, a small step at a time and you just continue to take that. I think the same thing is true, you know, in that question is, can Mm -hmm. you bear not knowing how God's going to provide or reveal his purpose for you and still trust that he will? Well, it's like, okay, so what you're saying is there's going to be tons of dense fog around and I'm just going to have to take it step by step and not really know the full outcome
1: mm-hmm. it's the idea of you know trusting god based on his promises not based on your circumstances i mean that's that's what it ultimately comes down to is am i going to trust who he is and his promises that they're going to be bigger and better than my current circumstances and where i feel i'm at in life
0: yeah that's good. Okay. I I I I didn't give you this one beforehand, so I apologize, but you said something and I I, I want to get your reaction to this. We'll go there. <laughs> and and one of my devotions I I recently had, it talked about the difference between God's unlimited favor and God's ultimate favor. Mm. Un- Unlimited favor are the blessings that he gives us, the house, the job, the money, you know, the cars, the the breath of life, you know, all those kinds of things. Right. And we constantly ask God, God, can you continue to bless us with your unlimited favor? Provide for my finances, provide for my health, provide for my love life, all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. But then ultimate favor is the salvation that he gives us. And you just said you literally just said. That we don't, we need to be trusting in God's promises and not just the things he can do for us.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing I think that we get caught up in with Christianity is just that we get busy checking the boxes and doing the things. And sometimes we forget like what faith really is and part of faith is trusting. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So then in seasons of uncertainty, you know, even if we don't know what God's going to do, what do you think it means to draw near to him? That's our theme for today is that in seasons of uncertainty, we should draw near to God. What do you think it means to draw near to God? And why is it so important in times of uncertainty?
1: I think it can mean a lot of things. I think when you say like draw near to God, that can show up in a lot of ways. Um, for me, I think the big thing is, is that you're prioritizing Him ultimately in your day-to-day, in your life, whatever that looks like. Um, I think that's can look a lot of things. It's looked like a lot of things in my life and in different seasons, whether it's been pursuing Him um, through prayer, Um, journaling, worship, whatever that looks like, but ultimately putting myself in a position where I am being vulnerable and honest and putting him in a position where I'm seeking him first. I'm going to him first, my priorities in my life and how I spend my time and how I spend my money. Even like I'm putting myself constantly back in a position where he is the center of everything for me. Um I think ultimately it's important because um if we're not if we're not careful the uncertainty with our own ex- like our own experiences and our own circumstances can bleed into being and showing up I guess as uncertainty with who God is. Mm, and yeah. so if we're not careful and we don't guard that that's when like a small doubt becomes a doubt about who God is and His character, um, and it can it can be really dangerous and detrimental to our faith.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. I like that, and I, I think it's super important that, especially in times. I mean, we should be drawing near to God daily, but especially in times of uncertainty, mm-hmm. man. You know, it's people think that it's easy, that it's easier to run towards God when things are uncertain, but actually, our natural instinct is to run from God. Right to try to fix it on our own. I once heard a quote, um, in reference to drawing near to God, that proximity is faithful.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Proximity is faithful. The closer we get to God, the more faithful we become. The more we feel God's ultimate favor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so jumping from there, what story, what narrative, or what? scriptural uh texts that you've you know maybe experienced in your own personal life that you that you believe is like the best picture of of how we sh- how we draw near to God
1: so the first thing I think of and this it bothers me that this is the first story I thought of because it seems so christianese but um it was, that I like instantly thought of and it's partially because of the season of uncertainty that I walked through this was the story that kept coming up and so I it's just where I go, but, um, is the idea of, um, it's a story of when Peter was walking on water. Mm. Um, and that whole like narrative you can, I mean, specifically, um, through Matthew 14, like 28 through 31, um, you see like his interaction with Jesus. And I think in a lot of ways we can kind of model the same interactions. He spoke to Jesus and then Not only did he speak to him, but he expected a response. And then it steps from expecting a response, so he's listening for him, leading into, I'm going to obey him, and I'm going to actually get out of the boat and come to him. Right. Instant obedience. I mean, there's nothing in there that indicates he really hesitated. And then when he did lose sight of Jesus, when he focused on the storm, that's when things shifted and he started to sink and everyone knows the, you know, kind of the pity moment of, for Jesus. But the reality is his first reaction was to call out to Jesus right, when things became uncertain. And so I think that in a lot of ways is what I think of when I think of like a picture, especially because I'm such a visual person. Like that's what I think of is just imagining that. And hoping that would be my first response would be to call out to Jesus.
0: Right, right. I mean, Peter, you know, that story is, you know, as you say, Christianese, but it's such a true story of of how do we draw near to God in times of uncertainty? Peter trusted Jesus to step out into the water. Then Peter lost faith, started Mm -hmm. doubting and began to sink. How many times do we step out in faith, trusting God, and in the midst of stepping out, we're like, "Okay, I don't know, God, if I can do this, right?" And then things start crumbling around us, and we're freaking out. Yeah. And instead of running away, instead of trying to swim and figure it out, Peter says, "You know, help." And what does Jesus do? He says, "You've little faith, like." And he just reach. And then what does he? Do? He reaches his hand out and pulls him up right? In seasons of uncertainty, it's it can be so easy for us if we will just do it, if we will just cry out to Jesus, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, bring us home, Alyssa. Give us maybe a couple things that the uncommon Christian can do, especially in this season and every day, daily practice to draw near to God.
1: I say the first thing and the first thing I had to learn was to ask for help um i had to invite someone in to my uncertainty and in mm. to my doubts um just so that they could keep me accountable so they could call things out of me but also so they can encourage me and keep um keep my perspective in the right frame of mind and keeping it an eternal perspective um another thing specifically i think when you're in an uncertain season is declaring his promises um and specifically declaring them over your circumstances and over your life, um, whatever that looks like. For me, I was in a season where I didn't even want to open up my Bible, but I would muster up enough <laughs> through enough strength through tears to just worship. And a lot of worship—that's what's in it—is His promises. Um, right. And so, in a way, it was that was my kind of way of and of going to God and declaring his promises. Um, And something I had a mentor tell me, um, my third thing was don't park, don't stop moving. Um, She always reminded me that God can do more with a moving vehicle. I think in times of uncertainty, we think we run and hide or we just stop altogether because it just seems safer to not keep moving forward or to not do the thing we feel God's calling us to Um, and she always reminded me, like, keep making steps forward, whatever that progress looks like, keep taking those little steps, keep moving the vehicle and God can steer that. But if you put it in park and you're done, like he can't force you. He's not going to force you. We know that he's a gentleman. The Holy Spirit's not going to just jump up, make you move. So, um, yeah, so that would be my third thing would be just to keep making little steps forward.
0: I absolutely love all three of those things. Um, Man, that's really good. That's really good, Alyssa. I love the idea of asking for help because as Christians, it's hard, right? Mm -hmm. We're supposed to have it all together. That's what the world says. Well, you're a Christian. You love Jesus. Fix your life, right? And it's like, no, that's not happening every time. And it's hard to say to a friend man, I first of all, it's hard to say to God, God, I really need you. And then to a friend to say, man, I really need you to walk with me in this, right? Yeah. I love declaring his promises because they are his promises and they are true. They'll never stop being true, right? They are absolutely, unequivocally, irrevocably true, right? So yes, speak them, say them out loud as a reminder to yourself, like, yep. man, God is... He has promised that he will see me through this storm. He may not take me out of the storm, yep. but he gonna see me through the storm, right? And I, my favorite one is this: "Don't park." I'm gonna have to write this down on my mirror. <laughs> don't park. Don't don't just put it in park and just say I'm done. God, I just can't do anymore. God, say no, 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 no. Keep that sucker and 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 drive and continue moving and just trust. You may not have the clarity, mm-hmm. but trust that I am working through you.
1: Yep. You can thank Sherry Branham for that last one.
0: Our our (laughs) good old Miss Sherry Branham. (laughs) That's awesome, Alyssa. Well, thank you so much for joining today's podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, we're so glad to have Alyssa. We'll have to have you back soon.
1: Yes now I, you know, one
0: under my belt. So yeah, that's Good right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And for you listeners, I just want to thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor and share this with others? Also, I'd love it if you would provide a positive rate and review on Apple podcasts, which will help this show reach more people. And that's what it's about. It's not about popularity. It's not about fame. It's this podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus, and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.